Just put your Bible up or your phones where you have your Bible. Just lift it up and just say this after me. Lord Jesus, influence me this morning. So Holy Spirit, I pray that you will speak to us and I pray that you will give us the grace to hear this word. Sometimes it's challenging, but it will really quicken our hearts and spirit and it won't just bring us any sort of condemnation, but really set us free, Father, so that we will be a vessel of honor in your sight, Father. We thank you in Yeshua's name. Amen. The title of this message is Humble or Stumble. I don't know, uh, you come across uh, this uh, phrase, some Christians used to pray like this, Lord, humble me, which is something not really biblical to pray like that. There are few things God will never do it. And if he does, it's actually not according to his original design. Okay. There are few things we are called to do. There are few things we are not supposed to do. Bible is a Bible full of principles. Bible is not a Bible just like a magic book. Bible is not something that you can cut and paste according to your own way. Like for example... I saw this wonderful Facebook post somebody posted. It was Matthew chapter 7 and uh, the entire Bible screenshot somebody took. And the first verse is what said, judge not. The rest is all striked. Nobody can see it. The rest of the verse, if you read the chapter Matthew 7, it's ridiculously talks about many other stuff. But it's interesting to see. We just pick what we like. You know, and then we try to make a theology out of that. But uh, I believe God has a purpose. And when we talk about humility, many times we think humility means we have to deny who we are. And that actually not is in humility. But I'm going to come to that in a minute. But let me just uh, take you. It's not up in the screen. I want you to take your Bible to book of Daniel chapter 4. So the entire chapter is devoted upon a guy who messed around in this area of pride. So pride is like a cancer, you know, it's really answers. And when we walk in pride, one of the things we don't realize, our eyes are blind because it's, it just kills the potential that what God has for us. Because it's a very uh, slippery road. Somebody uh, got an award for the most humble person in the whole world. <laughs> you know, if you get that award, it's, it's, it's on the slippery road. You know, at the end of the message, if I get saying like, oh, wow, what a powerful message on humility, and then that kicks inside of my system, that's it. I'm the first one to slip, you know. This is maybe if it is not for you, it's for me. I'm just going to share my heart. So, so this entire chapter Daniel has been devoted on this guy who messed up on the issue of pride, you know. So, I'm not going to read the entire chapter, so you do yourself a favor to go home and read. And in the book of Daniel chapter 4, I'm going to read from verse 28. All this happened to the king Nebuchadnezzar. Twelve months later, as the king was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon, he said, Is not this the great Babylon I have built as the royal residence by my mighty power and for the glory of my majesty? As the words were still on his lips, this is the craziest part, when a voice came from heaven, this is what the decreed for you. King Nebuchadnezzar, your royal authority has been taken from you. You will be driven away from people and you will live in wild animals. You will eat grass like cattle. Seven times will pass. By the way, we exactly don't know what seven times. Some people say seven weeks. 
some scholars say seven months, some scholars say seven years. We don't know. Let's not get boggled into those details. But the reality is this guy was thrown from the royal position, which is the original design God put him there, to a place where it's passed on. He will be become like an animal. So he will be driven away from people and live with wild animals. And he will eat grass like cattle. So in other words, he was a non-vegetarian. He became a vegetarian. Sorry. I had to say that. I, I just felt like I can't keep it myself. Anyway, so if you are prideful, you become a vegetarian. <laughs> anyway, so that's not the point. Seven times will pass. Erase that from your mind, okay? Seven times will pass by you until you will acknowledge the Most High in the Sovereign over the kingdoms. And then, boom, 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 everything has happened. He became like an animal. And then verse 34, at the end of the time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, it's beautiful, raised my eyes towards heaven and my sanity was restored. Then I praised the Most High and honored the glorified him who lives forever and his dominion is eternal dominion and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. And this is a pretty dramatic story. Okay, It doesn't happen to us. You know, it's not like we are standing up, you know, on the top of the M block or the A block and looking at, look, I got, you know, I'm the chief doctor or whatever. And then some voice hears and says, you'll be an animal. And suddenly we are chased out of the campus. No, it doesn't like, it doesn't happen so dramatically. But the concept here is when we are walking in pride, there is something God cannot do is release us into the destiny. So I will unlock this little by little and see how the Lord leads and then we will draw some principles and to test our hearts, are we really walking in pride or really exercising the spirit of humility? Okay, that's how we're going to roll. Let's look at some scriptures. So key words, I wrote down a few of them are Ephesians 4, 2. It says, these are from the Passion Translation. It says, with tender humility and quiet patience, always demonstrate gentleness and generous love towards one another, especially towards those who may try your patience. Let's look at this verse a little bit with the eyes where God says tender humility, what happens, helps us to bear one another in patience. So in other words, a humble person is a man who exercises the spirit of patience. Patience is one of the fruit of the spirit. By the way, at the end of the day, we will not be judged by our gifts. We will be judged by our fruit. Okay, and by the way, let me bring this point inside. Speaking in tongues is not the fruit of the Spirit. Many times we try to elevate something that actually in the mind of God is quite different. By speaking in tongues, you are actually doing a personal conversation with the Lord. That does not mean fruit of the Spirit has to be ignored in your life. This is the one key verse that I put for, uh, so let's go quite quickly. The second one is First Peter 5, 6. It says, if you bow low, which means humble, in God's awesome presence, he will eventually exalt you and leave the timings in his hands. So in other words, if you are not walking in humility, what you try to do is, you try to self-promote yourself. See, I'm a minister, and many of you know my testimony, how God took me from a small village and took me to the nations, more than 100 nations to share the gospel. You know that story. But there was times I have felt very openly, I'm going to tell you this, that to promote myself, to exalt myself, 
to share something that i am important see there are three basic needs it's not up in the screen you can write it down these three basic needs are in every single person the first need is survival need what is survival i have to feed myself clothe myself cover myself this is the survival need when a person arrives to that survival need and the survival need is accomplished they look for the second need in life what is that companion need to belong somewhere to belong i need to belong somewhere i need to be approved by someone you know that's where they create this belongingness if i dress like this for example i saw this video clip there's a guy in athens in greece he takes a truck fitted with washing machines and he goes to the homeless people and wash their clothes for them freely so beautiful i was thinking man i wish we could do that in india and i believe that prayer one day will be answered in papa's house so some volunteers will go and wash and he said something it stuck in my heart he said i want to lift their dignity and asked one homeless person they were interviewing he said you know when i am not wearing a proper clothes i feel disconnected people say i you stink you dirty you know we are in papa's house no everyone brings comes in a beautiful clothes very nice dressed cute and beautiful right you do you don't come with your pjs pajamas that's got a hole three four holes you know you don't come like that right some of you are knowing more than four holes your pajamas are there okay so you you don't come like that you don't come with your nighty <laughs> you understand our lungi per se you can do lungi dance but not on the stage here but the thing is see the sense of belonging is so important so that people can approve you hey i like that t-shirt that goes well with your jeans i like this chudidar especially the dupatta uh, that matches your color it's so nice you know where did you get it so what we feel we feel the companionship to belong somewhere approved so once we arrive that there is another third level is the level of significance now this level is they are tired of just being approved or validated now they want to make a change in in the society they want to become the heroes and the sheroes of the society so they want to do something that makes them even more validated so from survival repeat this word survival, survival. companionship and then bring significance okay so these are the three needs but to build the significance what we try to do sometimes we try to step ahead of the plan of god in other words we try to self promote we try to tell that something i am important like for example this is up to you to test your spirit because you know how you are prideful okay in any conversation with your friend do you feel like the urge in you to say that i can topple that statement that just my friend made you know friend said oh i went to north india i had a good time and you have a urge in you to say well i was here better than you know that urge is trying to prove a significance in you to say well i did something better by the way uh, how much is this phone well my phone is just iphone 6 <clears throat> by the way mine's a 7 just to prove that you are little better than somebody else that self promotion say for example this is a crazy part this happens to us huh? god has chosen us to be miracle workers right god mercifully 
uses a broken vessel to bring healing to the nation you know for me it's a mercy i don't count it any privilege so when we articulate it how much of god is in the testimony or how much of yourself is in the testimony are you, are you getting my point i'm not pointing anybody or anything i don't want to give in even examples say for example i'm going to pick dr roshni here she went and prayed for someone say for example james the moment she laid a hands on james boom the sickness gone okay when the story has to be told how are we presenting it is god exalted in the story or our stuff is exalted guys pay attention to this because i was stuck in this self promotion mode and one day if you look at my facebook 2 3 years ago the lord dealt with me i would put wherever i am in delhi airport in the lounge i was frequent flyer no so i had this platinum status so where you can go into the lounge take shower enjoy free food so i would not sit in the normal place you know so i would be there so i would be like hanging out here waiting for my next flight connecting to hong kong trusting the holy spirit for a mighty outpouring and i used to do all those nonsense you know take a selfie that time no selfie you have to show give the phone to someone to say please take a picture because the selfie camera was that time not so effective anyway you get my point or you turn the camera other way around and you shoot in faith have you ever taken like that okay that's like taking picture in faith not by sight anyway <laughs> so so i used to do those nonsense and one day the holy spirit so gentle you know when god puts a finger is different than the enemy puts a finger enemy puts a finger in such a way that you feel uncomfortable and condemned and no life but when god puts a finger is to say charles there's much more for you come to my side see from my side so when god put a finger and usually he puts a finger through my wife you know i don't know how the holy spirit speaks more clearly to my wife than to me some areas okay so and i i one day i was just sitting and praying and we were talking and 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 i i felt like this uncomfortableness like i put status i talk about what god is doing and then i don't feel it's right and then the lord told me like charles i will champion you you no need to look for by writing the statements so somebody else will look at it and say wow charles is traveling the world charles is doing this what i did the last two years my god is my witness and my wife is a witness and you can check it i don't advertise my ministry at all even now i was in odisha only our family group knows i share the prayer request no photos no share somebody takes picture somebody upload it and you know what sometimes the old man still wants to prove it's so sick even yesterday was in odisha no it was really beautiful i mean auditorium it was a 1500 auditorium half of them are packed and you are there and and you wanted to show that picture you know like it's there man and uh, the holy spirit is like again i will champion you charles so even navin was asking me ana send some pictures i didn't take any picture you know i don't want it's a constant thing so that's why you don't say i arrived to the place of humility as long as you live in this world this is a temptation 
This is for men. I don't know how it's for women. It could be a different way. So you have to deal with it, but I'm going to give you some principles. That's what I'm going to do. So this is one of the reasons I'm sharing this because it certainly enters into our system and it corrupts the whole design that God has for us. Okay, another scripture. Another one, Psalms 37.11. It says, But the humble of heart will inherit every promise and enjoy abundant peace. One of the things pride does... It steals your peace because you are trying to elevate yourself. It's like someone said, I tried to climb this ladder to arrive top of the level and when I arrived top, I felt there is nothing else. I was alone. And sometimes this pride makes you feel like, oh, you have to do this. You have to show everybody. You have done this. You have the last saying. You have the last statement. You have to top every conversation. You have to prove to people that, hey, I have done this, this and this. But then the Lord says, the humble of heart will inherit every promise. And this is something the Lord has been dealing in my heart. I'm going to share this openly. If we allow God to promote us, And if sometimes, because we don't allow God to promote us, we miss the full blessings of God. I'll give you an example. Again, it's not to prove that, oh, I'm walking in humility. That would be the last thing in my mind. There were so many times tempted just to get an Israeli stamp for the Israeli stamp to go on to a travel agent and just go as a family. And then you say, I also prayed, I also visited for my 100th nation. It was so tempting. And the Lord said, Charles, you will preach my word in this nation where my son was born. And out of a blue, and this is the moral of the story, and I wrote down an article, I shared it to some of my friends. I said, don't think God doesn't know your email address. God knows your email address. He will tell to someone randomly, you know, on the 22nd of June last year, I got an email randomly, this is so and so, this is so and so, we heard about you, we pay your ticket, come. And then I location, Jerusalem. Why I'm telling you this, sometimes if God exalts you, all the time I would say, if God exalts you, he puts you on the place that every man will think this is impossible. Amen? And if you self-promote, you have to keep you promoted from that because you have built this stadium, you have built this podium and you have to keep yourself. Nobody can keep yourself. That's why it says here, the humble of heart will inherit every promise and enjoy abundant peace. Amen? My prayer for all of you here that you will enjoy abundant peace. Amen? And then Psalms 147 verse 6, it says, God supports and strengthens the humble, but the ungodly will be brought down to the dust. Remember one of the curses of God over Satan? He said, you will eat the dust. So God supports and strengthens the humble. How many of you believe that you need the support of God? I believe that. You know, one of the beautiful thing is, The support of God, the provision, the protection, the arms of God surrounding us. And that means sometimes we might not be in the limelight. You know, there are a lot of hidden heroes and sheroes in the Bible. Do you know that? There are some heroes and sheroes, we don't have a clue about their names. For example, the guy got healed, leper, commander, Naaman. Who told about the prophet? 
servant girl what's her name we have no clue what's her name we have no clue and she actually was slave girl taken out this servant girl she was actually brought as a slave lost the family everything but this girl was the one who bring the salvation or deliverance for this king's commander so i want to challenge us are we ready even to a point to work behind the scene i was reading the article and guy was mentioning that he was part of this revival movement and somebody else is writing that revival movement and they were writing in such a way that his name was not there so he was very offended like man i was part of the revival movement my name is not there so he said lord what is this they wrote everything all the details but my name is not there and gently the holy spirit whispered his heart he said hey my name is also not there and that brought him so much comfort for him so that's my challenge for all of us i pray that papa's house will always strive to exalt christ amen will not strive to exalt our name not to say oh you know i prayed we got healed i did this no it's christ in us is the hope of glory amen so let's go a little bit uh, you know just talk about what is humility what is not humility i wrote down here humility is not denying your strength humility is being honest with your weaknesses in other words humility is not thinking less of yourself humility is thinking yourself less so I, this is not my statement you know these are the things that i have heard or learned over the years so humility is not denying your strengths humility is being honest with your weakness for example if somebody comes and compliments you by the way the curry you made was fantastic don't say nothing brother if it was a nothing they would never compliment you know how in india when we don't like our food what we do oh, i am so full it was so good but so full hello if you don't like what do we tell we are not germans or spaniards you know if we don't like the food what do we say ah oh, i'm so full so good you know i wish i could eat more to liar to the core you know ah oh, so good thank you so much i have done that to people and then i told my wife hey i'm hungry let's stop somewhere and get some food yeah but that's a kind of thing so what i'm saying is it's not denying your strength it's being honest with your weakness in other words if somebody credits you somebody says hey this was so beautiful the way you played violin it was so beautiful the way you played keys it was so beautiful the way you led the service the way you are you know doing emceeing it was so beautiful you can just say thank you so much but inside you say daddy they're talking about you amen that's called humility you, you get my point sometimes people say nothing brother nothing if it was nothing first of all you will not be invited let's be clear if you are nothing if you are a bad cook they will not invite you if you play musical instrument like if i sing probably i mean everybody will run away and that's why i have confined my singing to the bathroom if somebody compliments you say thank you so much it was so beautiful really i appreciate that inside you tell papa daddy they're talking about you i thank you i thank you i still remember every time when i get out of the airport even now coming back from odisha 
And I just reminded, because before the airport, there is a mountain called uh, Chinnamalai. They call it Sen Mount. And my, my friend, Yohan, his, his name is John, Yohan and me, in those days when I was doing my hotel management course when 17, 18 year old, we used to take a bicycle and climb up the mountain and we will pray there. We will do our fasting day. And one time I was praying and the flight will go up. You can see all the landing and this. And the Lord put in my heart a desire. He said, God, one day will you take me on those plane? And I said, Lord, you will do it. And now it's crazy, you know, like in a year, how many flights you take, it's like, and then every time you come out, the sense of like, didn't that time I had a Hawaii slipper, 10 rupees Hawaii slipper, you can't afford a Bata slipper, the cheap one on the streets, and you take a bicycle from Ainavaram to Sinchinamon, that's 20 kilometers, you bike. <laughs> and that was the time the Lord did a lot of things. The prideful person never remember where he comes from. As long as we know where we come from, it keeps us grounded. You know, it's good to keep us grounded. Amen? Okay, let's look at a couple of scriptures. Matthew 23, 11. Whoever is the greatest should be the servant of others. If you put yourself above others, you will be put down. If you humble yourself, you will be honored. In other words, the question was raised to Jesus. Hey, who will be the greatest? The funny part is, Jesus was not against to be great. He, in fact, endorsed, you know, you can be a great person. But the key to be great in the kingdom is if you put yourself above others, you will be put down. So I want to challenge us, even when we do a conversation. What is the number one compliment people tell about us? Ah, he's a humble person. That should be the compliment we should receive. You know how you can put others down? By demeaning what you just said, by elevating your statements. Ah, you just did this. I know what I did. Every time, this is what it happens. Sometimes it, it's good to just leave it like that. Wow, you know, that's beautiful. You may know something more than that person, but it's okay. Fine. I pray and prophesy over Papa's house. We'll be filled with the presence of God. That we, Christ will be glorified in all this. Okay? Number two. First Peter 5, 6, it says, Be humble in the presence of God's mighty power and he will honor you when the time comes. The timing, I emphasized, added here, the timing is in the hands of Papa. So that means, don't promote yourself. Don't self-promote yourself. Don't try to, you know, like some people gave me so many ideas, like, hey, you do this, you know, um, make a wall post and make a good picture, go to your studio, make yourself a good picture and print a wall post, new prophet, a new pastor is in town. And it's, it doesn't sound necessarily bad, but I'm thinking, this is his ministry. I am a part of this ministry. I'm privileged to be part of this ministry. He will add, what I see now is not what I saw in the vision. I saw a great multitude in Papa's house, worshipping Papa, not me. This season I am a pastor. Next season, I don't know, somebody else will going to be. This is not ours. And look, you get my point. It was tempting. The inside of me, one side of me is saying, oh, you should print. You should do a self-promotion. But the other side, the Holy Spirit said, you know what? I gave you this. I will do it. Amen? Let him do the work in you. If Christ exalts you, nobody can put you down. Amen? It's amazing when he exalts you. Nobody can put you down. The very people who try to put you down will look at you and say, wow. 
it's interesting to see that. Okay, let's quickly jump into some principles. So this is like a self-test. I want you to test yourself and to see where the spirit of pride or how much the spirit of pride is in you or how much the Holy Spirit, you are allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you in the sense of humility. Okay, so the first one, if you walk in humility, you are teachable. Unteachable person can never say, I am a humble person. What is teachable? That means in life you will find always critics. Dr. E. Stanley Jones said, very beautiful, critics are watchmen to my soul. Critics are what? Watchmen to my soul. Not watchmen Lee, watchmen to my soul. Okay. What does that critics do? Critics do two things. They will make you or break you. Okay. Positive critics make you. Negative critics bake, break you. Not bake you. I mean, of course, you will be baked in such a way you will be broken. I slip out of my tongue, but anyway, it's a bad pun. Uh, <laughs> this is what uh, Dr. Jones says. He says, when people criticize you, you take the criticism and check yourself, ask these two questions. Is it true or false? If it is true, change. If it is false, don't change your attitude towards them. Just ignore that. Be true to yourself. Many times, many pastors don't want criticism. What they do? They cover themselves with a shell. And they cannot enjoy the freedom of God. They don't grow. They become stagnant. They become like a pool. Listen, Holy Spirit is like a river. He is not a pool. Hello? His Bible says whenever the Holy Spirit is referred, it's never referred as a pool. Rivers of living water. What? It's a river. What is a river? It always goes against the stream. It it's always flows. That means you and me always need to grow. John C. Maxwell says, beautiful. He says, the day you came to realize you have grown is the day you have stopped growing. The day you say, I know it all, is the day you stop growing. So first one, are you teachable? Second one, a person walks in humility, he rejoices over other person's victory. He celebrates other person's victory. Say for example, if somebody, a colleague of yours got the promotion and you know he's not up to the mark, you know that this person has more flaws but suddenly that person has been promoted. How are you in your heart? Are you saying, hmm, how come? You know, or someone, you know, less beautiful or handsome than you got a more beautiful or a handsome guy or a girl in their life. How is your heart? How come this girl got this guy? Is he blind? Has he ever seen her without makeup? She wakes up every morning in my dorm. Hello, I'm not saying you are saying that. You look very holy to me. Somebody in the camera will be blessed by hearing this. You know. So, my, my challenge is, are you rejoicing over someone's victory? Joyce Mayer says this very beautiful. If you rejoice over someone's victory, God gives your own victory. And I believe that's what Jija might have done yesterday when Prithivraj got this. And I see the WhatsApp on the message. Like people are rejoicing. You know, and I was thinking, man, God, thank you. But at the same time, you're going to do it. And I felt in my heart to say, let's do a double party. 
and which I meant that one day it's going to be yours. And then I didn't hear anything. I was like, maybe you're too enthusiastic. So I called him and he said, yeah, yeah, we got it. We got it. And it's, it's simple things like that or big stuff, whatever. You know, it could be a life-changing thing. Rejoice over someone's victory. If you don't rejoice over someone's victory, the issue of pride is still there. Okay, number three. No job is too small for us. What does that mean? Some pastors don't even carry their own Bible. I know one guy. Before he runs, there's another guy who walks in running, 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 puts the Bible on the felt, open it for him. Okay. I don't know what he opens chapter, but somebody is opening it for him. Again, I'm not trying to be critical of anyone. Listen, if I cannot... I don't know whether you guys watch the movie Gandhi. Anybody watch the movie Gandhi? You only watched... You, oh, thank you, my friend. You please go and watch that movie Gandhi. This is a, this old movie, Gandhi. You know, it's a, it's a foreign... British guy acts out on McKinsey, yeah. It's a fabulous... There is one scenario here. It's so beautiful. They are talking about who going to be the first prime minister. Okay, Jinnah is there. Nehru is there. Gandhi is there. Okay? I get excited. I, I, I love this guy. Okay, this is so beautiful. And then they are talking, talking, talking. And this Chaiwala comes with the tea. He's standing there with the tea. He has to stand because Nehru is a royal family, you know. Because they cannot intervene. They have to just leave it here. They are standing there. And Gandhi, he was explaining about, and he said, he, he gets up, he's always on the floor, he gets up from the seat, he goes, take the tea tray, and then started serving to Jinnah, started serving to Netaji, started serving to Nehru. And then he started saying, you know what, I don't mind that a Hindu can be a prime minister. Let Jinnah be the prime minister. That movie, I'm not, I'm not giving you uh, such goosebumps, but you have to watch that. This guy, the father of the nation, doesn't mind to serve Chai. Sometimes, just because we got elevated, we can't even do that. I still remember, I was in Romania, one of the beautiful lessons God taught me. The guy who invited me is, a, is one of the top businessmen in Germany. And actually his son's wedding only I was invited to a few months ago to go and do the wedding. He took me to this Romanian church. 2,000 people in his first service, second service another 2,000. So I cannot go there without a suit. So I arrived there with my, you know, as usual. So the pastor said, you can greet but you cannot preach. So I greeted for 15 minutes, which was a small message. So the next day I have to preach. So the guy took me and bought me a suit. And, uh, and the suit, everything, suit, belt, shoe, everything. And um, this is actually one of the shoes that he bought. And it's, it's pretty expensive shoe. And then I had the sticker at the back, you know, the price it says how much. I didn't remove that. So I was walking, this guy behind me was a multi-millionaire guy. He was walking behind me and he saw the sticker. And there's a huge crowd there. And he knelt down, he said, stand, 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 do like this. He knelt down took my sticker out and I was you know I, I was thinking you know our people there will be have four people in their church they call themselves Holy Ghost International you know and they will they will just finish online degree suddenly they become doctor DD 
one of my uncle, he asked me, did you finish BD? I said, I finished lots of packets of BDs. <laughs> you know, my uncle said, you didn't finish even one BD? I said, no, mama, not one BD. All packet BDs I have finished. That was my BC time, you know. Anyway. You see, we are so focused on those things and we miss the big picture. And this is what I want to encourage you. No job is too small for us. That means it doesn't matter to pick up your trash, to pick something up on the floor, to do that. And I have seen that here in Papa's house. I have seen you guys. I'm not trying to flatter you. I have seen you don't have that. And that's a beautiful virtue. Cultivate that. I have seen, like the first week, Dr. Steve walks in. And I haven't even met him. He started rolling the cables. No job is too small for us. Why? If we start doing that, Christ will be glorified. Amen? Amen. Okay, number four. Learn to get rid of resentment quickly. This is a very important thing. If we are walking in resentment, it shows that justice has not been served. What does that mean? You are the God of your soul. That means there's pride inside. The resentment is so horrible that it blocks the plan of God in your life. So because people learn to get rid of resentment, which means, you know what? We will be offended. Being offended is inevitable. Say this after me. Being offended is inevitable. That means we are created in such a way, being flawed. You know, we are flawed. So we have mess in our life. So we have chances to offend one another. But get rid of that, you know. If it was a joke, sarcasm or something intentionally, just brush it up. Just don't keep it in your heart. And I tell you this, this area I literally learned from my wife actually over these years. You know, she would say, you know what? Just move forward. Just let it go. Just move. This is not the end of the day. Our people, they will sit, they will talk, they will meditate, they will have imaginary conversation and they will always win in their imaginary conversation. I don't know about you. You smile as if you have done it or you don't know. Always the imaginary conversation. You always win in the imaginary conversation. You never allow the villain to win. Hello? Yes? So anyway, let's keep going. I have three more points and a couple of them are very quite important. Be open about your flaws and challenges with, the, with wisdom. That means you don't need to be graphic. A humble person says, you know what? I'm not a hero man. I'm just like you. That doesn't mean you have to be graphic in your sins. One youth pastor came up and he was sharing in a humongous church in in states he was talking about his challenges with pornography and all those issues and he was giving graphic details some of them are taking notes of the website pages i'm not joking it happened you don't need to be so graphic don't exalt satan exalt christ who put satan on the floor Amen. Amen? amen come on so, don't be so graphic. But tell about, you know what? Just be open. Share, hey, I'm still growing in that area. It's, it's challenging for me. I have mentors in my life who challenge me like that. To be more open. You know, don't try to say, a pastor means you have it all together. No. Some questions, you don't have the answer. You just say, you know what? I'm sorry, man. I don't know. If you try to be like that, you gain more authority in their lives. If you try to say, I know it all, I know it all, they will say, this guy, he just talks, blah, 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 blah. Any meaning for blah, 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 blah? Nothing. There is only one website called blah, blah.com. 
this is a german company where you can hitchhike a car and go that's it so let's move on cultivate a thankful heart a humble person is thankful in other words that's our attitude they are not just ungrateful entitlement spirit is not there what is entitlement i deserve this i prayed i fasted i gave to the lord i did this all why god is not doing in my life that's entitlement enjoy the spirit of gratitude get up in the morning thank the lord just say god thank you so much for the city thank you for this clean water thank you for the beautiful family you have blessed me thank you for the promotion thank you for the one that i have here in my life celebrate god rejoice always that's what it says in philippians 4 the message version says celebrate god all the day of your life okay last but not the least be confident that when god created you he didn't do a mistake and don't try to compete to be like someone else he created you he never made a mistake you see a prideful person he actually don't know the original design of god right so what he does he manufactures a design for himself and he compares with others and when he sees the design he manufactured is not up to the mark what he goes he goes and looks for the other design and say i wish i could be like that you know i have said this statement oh i wish i could sing like that i wish i could play music like this people will suddenly in the worship team in the saturdays they will be practicing and they will say oh that's not in the correct note i'm thinking how come for me it sounds all the same and dr roshni suddenly will stop no 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 this is not and my wife will be like no let's sing in one step higher i'm like one step where are they going to climb for me everything looks anybody can relate to me no one no is there anybody no one see how miserable i feel but you know one day the lord told me charles there are other things i have given you to encourage people the sense of humor embrace that cultivate it put more effort into this add value in those gifts so it will grow but when a person don't embrace himself or herself what happens they create their own counterfeit design and they tried to fill that because they have created no so they have to sustain it if god creates it he sustains it so if you created you have to sustain it and when you try to sustain it you come to realize there is something better than what you have just created so what do you do you keep comparing keep competing keep that's why there is so much strife churches are competing one another how is your church how many people how big is it ac or non ac you know how big is this carpet what kind of keyboard you have how big is the choir what kind of microphone you use is it a 4k video or a 2k video this is the key let him champion you and don't swap the favor of god for the favor of man amen let jesus champion you don't swap the favor of god for the favor of man luke 252 says jesus grew with wisdom and stature and one favor before god and men listen listen this is my earnest plea on this altar of favor of god don't gain the favor of men let it be other way around which means god's favor will automatically release human favor sometimes even favor will not be there you will be alone but it's okay that's what these three teenage kids said i know god can save us 
But even though he doesn't save us, that's not an absence of faith. It's like, you know what? I'm still not buying your idea. That's what it means. Even though that's not a lack of faith. That means I'm still not going to buy your idea. I'm just going to still keep here. Amen. My prayer for you is let God champion you. Amen. Let's not seek men. You know, I used to be that kind of person. I'm 41 years old. I, when I was 25, 30, I used to go and find, like, is there some mentor in my life who can empower me? And then try to please them, please them, try to do this. You know, because the orphan spirit in you try to always find approval, no? But the Holy Spirit told me one day, I will champion you, Charles. I will champion you. Submit to me. Come. John 15 says, abide in me. What is Abide which means that you and God are in, in one boat. Reinhard Bonke says, what is fellowship means? Two fellows in a ship. That's fellowship. That's you and God. And that produces a beautiful way that God will champion you. My prayer is that you will be championed by God. When God champions you, nobody can. It's amazing. There are stories after stories. I mean, there are stories like David, for example. Joseph, for example. He was in the dungeon. And God raised him up like this. In an instant. Guys, favor of God does that. It's in an instant. Boom. You know, all the years of strive, like this. Boom. And this God of suddenlies will do. Let's all stand up. Let's just pray. 